Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So Friday's attacks in Paris that claimed at least 129 lives have led to intensified calls from some political leaders and civilians to curb the influx of refugees into Europe. There has been a backlash to that, it must be said, but here's France's National Front leader Marine Le Pen demanding that Paris take back control of its national borders from the EU and, I quote, to annihilate Islamist fundamentalism. For more, let's talk to Charles Litchfield, Europe Associate at the Eurasia Group. Good morning from Seoul. Good evening from London. Thank you very much for taking the time. So, the French political response to this, can you tell us where we're at, at the moment? The rhetoric from President Francois Hollande seems to be directed at IS, but we can't ignore the conversations also going on regarding refugee policy. Certainly. Uh, President Hollande has shown resolve today. He um, got the two houses of parliament together in a joint session, which is very rare, and listed some uh, measures he is taking under the uh, special emergency uh, status that France is currently um, uh, operating under. Uh, that gives him the right to do certain things he wouldn't be able to do otherwise, which will, I suppose, uh, quiet the, the centre-right and the far-right for a while. But they will obviously ask whether these measures can be uh, applied permanently. Mm. Uh, they involve border checks. The borders haven't been closed, but um, unlike usually uh, the police are able to stop cars and check uh, what's inside. And they also involve raids, um, house arrests. Uh, and uh, certain other measures which mean that uh, the state can respond more quickly to the threat. And this state of emergency could go on, according to the president, for three months at the moment? Is that what he's saying? Well, 12, 12 days under his own authority, but it's uh, going to be prolonged by parliament, so it will last three months. Um, still, I think he'll come under pressure to make some of these measures permanent, especially the one concerning borders. Well, let's talk a bit more about this border discussion and, and how justified... It is. One of the attackers was said to have been someone who snuck in among refugees. But but that's one among many. Certainly. Um, I think the border discussion, the, the justified border discussion doesn't stem from the refugee flows, refugee flows from Syria yet. Uh, it stems from the fact that this uh, terrorist attack uh, was organized from a base in Belgium, and so have others that have been uh, successful in France and also some that have been um, uh, that weren't successful. Um, so there's obviously a question about uh, the um, radical Islamism in Belgium and the fact that French authorities, uh, because it's not their territory, can't supervise what's going on there. So they can't supervise what's going on, but the border is open. So I think there's a fairly justified question about what you do in that situation. Uh, concerning um, refugee flows from Syria, you're right that uh, the overwhelming majority of those coming are actually fleeing the same kind of terrorism. Uh, and there are, but there are unconfirmed reports that one of the terrorists uh, did enter via Greece. Rather, that is confirmed, but we're not exactly sure whether the passport next to him actually belonged to the person that was found. So there's some, there's a question mark over that. But um, certainly, the question of open borders in Europe. Uh, is being raised, uh, especially since individual states have their own policing, they have their own surveillance mechanisms, but the borders are open. So either you pull more powers 
uh, or you close the borders. I mean, how much of a, a worry is it that some groups might distort that movement from Greece if it does show to be the case in order to politicise this issue further? Well, there's certainly groups who uh, have an interest in doing so. Um, there's also a fairly reasonable argument that the terrorists themselves have an interest in doing so because what they aim to do ultimately is to foment division in Europe and panic uh, and for us to, um, I suppose, dismantle the, uh, what the, the structures that have made Europe success over the past few decades. Um, so there are many people who have an interest in arguing that borders should be closed. Uh, the question is how the government comes up with a measured reaction that does take into account the fact that there's a threat uh, that they don't necessarily that they can't necessarily um, defend themselves against in the current situation without uh, dismantling everything and uh, um, building fences. It's not just France either. Germany, Britain, several countries are involved in this discussion and are facing calls from within their own political circles. Certainly. I mean, Britain is a special case because it doesn't participate in the Schengen zone. It has its own um, borders with uh, continental Europe, um, and uh, that will remain so. Uh, Germany certainly is, uh, like France, very interested in keeping the borders open. Uh, in the long term, it considers that that is what, one of the things that's one of the things that underpins Europe's success. Um, but there's certainly pressure on Chancellor Merkel uh, to at least operate spot checks on the refugee flows that are coming in, uh, precisely because there is a belief that there are uh, ISIS infiltrators within these flows of refugees, which is obviously very possible. There'll be a tiny minority, but it's very possible. Um, the problem with instituting border checks in southern Germany, which she's coming under pressure um, to do, and which she has started doing, in fact, the problem with that is that uh, it, start, it creates bottlenecks, um, it creates chaos in, in Hungary and other countries south of Germany, uh, and those countries themselves say they can't cope, so they've, that's one of the, most, the reasons they've used, the excuses they've used to start building their own fences. Mm. So um, the problem, there's a sort of domino effect uh, to instituting any kind of uh, border check, which we haven't really found a solution for yet. Britain's an interesting example, just to return to that. And as you said, you're based in London at the moment, so you'll be keenly aware of this. Because having not been part of this Schengen Agreement, still there's been great criticism that there are too many migrants finding their way to Britain anyway, regardless of this uh, latest crisis involving Syria. And now... With, Correct. Uh, so, so how effective can we say even further checks would be to bring the rest of Europe to Britain's level, if, if Britain can't even control itself? Well, in this particular case, you have to distinguish um, flows from outside the EU to, from flows uh, from EU citizens. Uh, because uh, the EU treaties that Britain has signed up to, you do have free movement of persons. So while uh, a Polish citizen, for instance, would have to show some sort of form of identification entering Britain, they would be able to enter without any sort of visa and be able to work there. So the resentment in Britain mostly comes from that, from people coming, especially from Central and Eastern Europe, mm. uh, migrating for economic reasons to the UK. Um, obviously, the issues become conflated, and uh, many voters wouldn't really distinguish between these flows of European citizens and people coming from Syria. There's also a very sort of headline-friendly news um, 
a news-friendly story about people uh, waiting in Calais. There's a perception among the migrants coming from Calais, Afghanistan, coming from Syria, coming from Afghanistan and elsewhere, that Britain is uh, a more welcoming place once you manage to get in. Uh, I think it's some, there's something of a grass is greener uh, to what they're thinking, but also the fact that they usually speak English, so they would find it easier to integrate in Britain. And so there is um, a build-up in the north of France uh, around the... Um, especially sort of the exclusion zone uh, that um, lorries waiting to go into Britain wait in. Uh, and so there are problems around that, which the British media obviously covers uh, regularly and makes a big fuss over. them. Um, so the issues have become conflated. But in fact, uh, were uh, European countries, to return to the original question, were European countries that participate in Schengen to institute spot, spot checks, um, it would, I think... Uh, allow them to show to their electorates that they are uh, making an effort, not necessarily to control flows of people, but at least to know what these people are bringing with them. Because obviously the um, attacks on Friday were carried out with uh, heavy weaponry, which mm. is uh, illegal or requires a permit, a permit in most European countries, and yet this got across the borders very easily. And so there is a justified call uh, to institute spot checks to uh, try and stop the flows of heavy weaponry. Yeah, I mean, the fear is that maybe that heavy weaponry is finding its way in through more legitimate channels and then is um, becoming illegitimized within borders. But that's a whole other debate. Just finally, do you think this is going to be a good compromise, a workable compromise, and, and still allow a humanitarian solution to what is absolutely awful to see innocent people suffering? I think I think it does make it more difficult, sadly. Um, simply simply because the issues become very easily conflated, as I've tried to illustrate to you. Um, the issues become conflated, and governments themselves, um, trying to appeal to their electorates, will say, "Well, uh, in light of the attacks in Paris, we can't have any more Syrian refugees. We understand that most of them uh, are innocent and are migrant and are running away from exactly the same terror, but yet." We have a duty to our citizens to protect them, and because there might be 0.1% of ISIS infiltrators, we can't let any in. And that is becoming a very popular line uh, throughout Europe, especially in Central Eastern Europe, but also in the West, um, the West of Europe. And so um, it is becoming more difficult to um, institute some kind of pan-European solution to this migra migration crisis. The champion of this uh, pan-European solution remains Chancellor Merkel. For the moment, uh, she hasn't backed down. Uh, for the moment, she still says that there should be a European solution and Germany will champion it. Uh, and yet on the ground, in how her uh, authorities are responding to this, they are already instituting the sort of spot checks I was mentioning, uh, which are creating problems in Austria, Hungary and further down the um, route to Syria, or from Syria. Very complex. Charles Litchfield, thank you so much for giving a sense of that. Thank you. Charles Litchfield, Europe Associate at the Eurasia Group, joining us live on the line from London. You can email your opinions and any questions you might have to efmthismorning at gmail.com.